0: and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God.
1: Yes, Lord. Glory to God. The word of God in Second Corinthians chapter number one and verse number 20. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. Now he which established us with you in Christ and have anointed us is God, who have also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul that to spare you I came not as yet unto Corinth, not for that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy. For by faith ye stand. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you from thought this morning. God is in control. You can be seated. God is in control. God is in control. ha We give ourselves too much credit for the positive state of our lives, and we, most of us don't take enough responsibility for the negative outcomes that we're facing. So typically, if things are going well, we did it. If you're having a good life, if you're doing well on your job, if you're having success in your career, your marriage, we did it. I was a good husband. I was a good wife. I was a good worker. I've been a good parent. We did it. And if things are going badly, the devil did it. Or my haters did it. I didn't succeed because somebody didn't like me. I didn't succeed because somebody worked against me. Because we only tend to take credit for the things that go well. And we rarely take responsibility for the things that don't go well. It takes a mature person to come to a place that you know that it was the Lord working in your life. And if we are saved, if we are sane, If we are healthy, if we are blessed, God did it. That's why we, I hope that's why we were praising him a moment ago. Because God did it. Wasn't my goodness, wasn't my mercy. Because see, I know people who are real. Because real people know that they did not deserve anything. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Oh, Shatama. I wish I could praise him like I felt it. Oh God, I wish I could praise him in proportion to God's goodness because he has been so good to me. I should be walking around every day just saying, "Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I love you." Oh God, I shouldn't be able to get anything else out because he has done that much for me that if I praised him every moment of every day, it still would not be enough. Because everything that is good in my life, God did it for me. And most of my struggles, most of my failures, most of my test has been when I did not align myself with the will of God for my life. And most of us struggle either in failing to recognize God's place in our lives or we fail to walk in his will. The fact that God is in control of our lives is an enormous blessing. Paul put it like this, in him we live. Oh God, anybody know that? In him we live. In him we move. Just the basic steps, and and, and you've got to, And and maybe as an assignment, you need to go and watch somebody who has mobility issues. Can't move, need a wheelchair, need a, a hover around to get from place to place. And here you are, able to get up and just move. Come on, somebody. Get out the bed unassisted today. Get out the bed without the benefit of having someone to get you from A to B. And Because and, and, when, you, when you watch them, when you start taking steps, you start thanking God. I'm able to walk, no cane. Able to walk, no walker. Able to walk without any hesitation because he's moving in me. Then he says, in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. Meaning the substance of my life is a function of my relationship with God. Hallelujah. He's my life. He's my sustainer. He's my keeper. And and God's role in your life is important because people are always trying to figure you out. Anybody ever come to you and say, what's your secret? Come on, somebody. Anybody ever looked at you and said, I always admired how you could do thus and so, and I just want to know what your secret is. How did you succeed? Some people know your struggles, and they, they, they ask you, how did you survive? I know what you went through. I know what you endured. I know what happened to you in your youth or as a child or recently. How do you survive? Hallelujah. How do you make it? How do you hold on? And and the simple answer is that God is in control. Oh, God. Hallelujah. One day I got scared. I got frightened out of my mind, Brandon, because I asked myself, what would my life be like if Christ was not in my life? And it, it, it scared me because everything that I've been through, the Lord has been there with me. Good days, bad days, challenging times, he's been there with me. And then I thought about what would have happened to me if God had left me. Oh, satanama! Oh, God. It ought to scare you to think about what my life would have been like. How could I have gone through what I went through if God had not been with me? Oh, hallelujah. Mother Ganey called me and she just cried and testified and praised God because she said, Bishop, I could have died, but the Lord was with me. Oh, hallelujah. Anybody had that experience that you know if God had not been there at that moment, that time, that season, you would have died, but it was the hand of God holding on to you. God is in control. God is in control. The book of 2 Corinthians is... Letter from the apostle to the saints at Corinth. And in this letter, Paul addresses some specific concerns of the members of the body of Christ that are in Corinth. And believe it or not, one of the concerns of the people in Corinth was whether or not Paul had legitimate authority and a legitimate placement in the authority of an apostle. And legitimacy matters to people. The the, the unrest that has gripped our nation of late has been a function of the fact that you've got people claiming legitimacy. Some claim that the election was stolen, it was a fraud. And so the president who was inaugurated has been literally fighting in the court of public opinion for legitimacy because there are always people standing around that will try to delegitimize you for whatever reason. We, we know about the birther movement where um, people were asserting that Barack Obama was not a legitimate president because they said he was not born in Hawaii, he was born in Kenya. Then um, when Kamala Harris took the stage to run for vice president, they tried to create the same scenario. Trying to undermine legitimacy. And and it's strange to me, but people are very quick to challenge whether or not you belong. Now, they can walk in any way they want to walk in and and get mad if you even ask them their name. But if it's you, they try very quickly to delegitimize your place. And guess what? Even in the body of Christ, you have people trying to delegitimize your place in the body. Or they're trying to delegitimize your role in the body. There are some people that would rather you not be in church. Come on, somebody. They would rather you not. I don't know whether it's the, the, your height or the length of your feet or how long your fingers are, but there's something about you that somebody would rather you not be saved. They wished you had died and gone to hell. They wished you had been lost. And then, God forbid, the Lord anoints you to do something. They struggle with, did God call you? Did God choose you? Why are you in this role? Why do you call yourself this, that, or the other? And, and, and the enemy uses people, and, 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 I, and, and it, it sounds weird, but there's a lot of people that give up on the call of God on their life simply because a man did not give them legitimacy. They give up on what God has spoken and what God has said because, and I need to tell you that if you're called of God, do not expect everybody to celebrate God's call on your life. Oh hallelujah. If you're saved do, don't expect everybody to celebrate there are some folk that don't believe that you're saved. Hallelujah. Even though you have testified, even though you have been born of the water, born of the spirit, there is somebody in the background saying they faking. Come on somebody Saints, if I wouldn't, if I didn't mean this, God knows I wouldn't be faking. My wife and I talked about this last night, that if we weren't called to do what we do, we would rather give the seat to somebody else. But when you know God's hand is on your life. You have to do what God called you to do. And you have to stop looking for the endorsement of people. Now I'm a living witness. People can see God working through you and still hate you and hate what you do. And when people celebrate God using you they will find a way to discredit you just because they just want to do it. That's why you got to know who you are in Christ. And you got a mature past looking for the validation of people because some people have it, but they'll never give it to you. But if God has anointed you, if God has called you, God is in control. Ooh, God, God is in control. God is in control. I got four points, and then I'm done. Promises established, anointed, and sealed. Four simple points, and then I'm done. Promises established, anointed, and sealed. Paul says in this text that the promises of God in Christ Jesus, are yea and amen. Now, in the Greek, the word promise means an announcement. And you know something's not official until there's an announcement. Today is Ryan's birthday. And I knew that she and Trell liked each other long before the public knew it. Come on, somebody. There are some privileges in being the pastor. You get, you get to know some things. And if you can keep a secret, people will tell you stuff. Come on, somebody. But if you can't keep a secret, don't expect nobody to tell you anything. But Bishop Davis can keep a secret. So when they came to me and told me that they had googly eyes for each other, I just kept it to myself. Because I, I waited for the announcement. Because the promise is not validated until an announcement is made. Because once you make the announcement, everybody knows it. And you can't go back on it. Come on, somebody. If it's been announced, you got to go through with it because an announcement has been made. I came to tell somebody that what God has for your life, has not only been prophesied, but God has already made the announcement. Oh God, is in your spirit what God has said he is going to do in your life? He's announced it and he's announced it to you. And so God cannot go back on his word or he'll be a liar. And the Bible says by two immutable things, it is impossible for God to lie. Is there anybody here that has an announcement in your spirit? God has said something about your life He has said something about your destiny, and he can't go back on it because he announced it. So all of the promises in Christ are yea and amen. The promises, the covenants of the Old Testament are fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And yes means yes. Oh God, tell somebody, God already told you yes. Stop struggling, stop worrying, stop fretting, stop being anxious about it because God has already told you yes. Woo, Gataie, I haven't heard from the bank, but God said yes. I haven't heard from my job, but God said yes. I haven't heard from the doctor, but God has already said yes. All of his promises. And amen, see, some, y'all say amen, some of y'all don't even know what amen means. Amen means it is so. Ooh, God, that's why you don't say amen to everything and everybody. Because once I say amen, I'm signing on to what was said. So if I tell you that God is going to bless you, you need to start saying amen. If I tell you God's going to heal your body, you need to start saying amen. If I tell you God's going to make a way for you, you need to start saying amen. Because when I say amen, I am now submitting that it is so. Look at somebody say amen. Ooh, God. Tell him God's going to bless you. Now you say amen. Oh, y'all didn't catch that. Tell him God's going to bless you. Now you say amen. Oh, katanae. That means you're validating the fact that what God has promised is so. So, Paul says his promises are yeah, yeah, amen. And then he says that Now, he which established us with you in Christ and have anointed us is God. Now, this is what's so beautiful about this text is that your salvation has been established by God. And it's important to recognize that because, let me be real, everybody doesn't want to see you saved. Some folk dislike you so much they want you to go to hell. In fact, they've told you that at least one time. Come on, somebody. Go to hell. And they weren't playing. They meant that. They wanted to see you go to hell. But God established something different in the earth. Ooh, because just because you tell me don't mean I got to go. Oh, hallelujah. In fact, I don't have to go unless I want to go. Oh God, because it's not his will that any should perish. But he established a way for me to be saved. I wish I had time to carry a microphone around this sanctuary and to hear the stories of people and how they got saved. Yes, some of us were born in church or our parents took us to church, but there are a few people that God reached into our adult life and pulled us out of our sin and brought us to salvation. And even if you were raised in church. Everybody raised in church doesn't get saved. Everybody playing church is not saved. But thank God, somewhere along the way, the Lord washed you in his blood and filled you with the Holy Ghost and he established your salvation. People tried to stop you from coming to Christ. People tried to discourage you from coming to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, but the Lord established your salvation. I need somebody in here that is glad about being saved just to give God a praise right now. Oh, hallelujah, if you're not glad about it, don't say nothing, don't do nothing. But if you're glad he washed you, if you're glad he delivered you, if you're glad he freed you, just don't sit here. And if you're watching online, just don't sit there and watch. But do something to say, Lord, I thank you because you established my salvation. God, I didn't have to be saved. I could have been lost. But Lord, you established Oh, Shatanama, my demons tried to stop me. My own past tried to convict me. But God established my salvation. And he saved me. Oh, hallelujah. Not only did he establish me, but he anointed me. Oh, God, look across the aisle and just say, I'm anointed. Oh, God, hallelujah. Look on the other side and say, I'm anointed. Oh, God, I don't know if we know... What that really means and some people seem to take their anointing for granted. The Lord told me to tell the saints in this house today, oh God, don't take my anointing for granted. Oh God, some people cry to have the anointing that you have. Some people, oh God, are jealous of you because of the anointing that's on your life. But then there are people that are anointed that don't seem to appreciate the anointing that God has placed on their life. They seem to be very casual about it. They seem to be very cavalier about it. They do almost anything with the anointing. They act any kind of way with the anointing. But the anointing is the favor of God upon your life. Everybody doesn't have the anointing. Even sitting up in church. The reason why some of us are bound is because we don't have an anointing. Yeah, we come to church and yes, we pray, but God has to put an anointing on your life. The anointing identifies you. And somebody that is genuinely anointed doesn't have to tell anybody they're anointed. If you gotta walk around with these t-shirts and caps and buttons that say I'm anointed if you gotta always get up and testify I thank God I'm anointed baby that means you trying to, to, to trying to convince yourself that you're anointed because when the anointing is on your life the anointing speaks for himself yeah. and please understand that everybody we, the reason why people struggle with the anointing is because we're trying to pick who God anoints hmm And so we pick people that we think fill the bill for the anointing. We are just like Jesse. When Samuel was coming to Jesse's house, he said, get all of your sons here because one of them is going to be anointed to be king. So he gets seven of the boys, tall, strapping, look like kings, and pull them out. The youngest was David. David, and, and David should have felt some kind of way about this. He wasn't even invited to be considered. Oh, God. Some people think they know you. And so they won't even invite you for consider. Oh, God, I don't know who this is for, but I need you to get this. They won't even invite you to be considered because they think they know you. But the Lord told Samuel when he tried to anoint Eliab and said, surely this is God's anointed. Here's the prophet. Here's the prophet. You know what? Even leaders get it wrong sometimes. I'm going to say it again. Even leaders get it wrong sometimes because we think that we can pick who God's anoint. God makes his own decisions because God is in control. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, shakana namastitaye. Even leaders get it wrong sometimes. Samuel was the prophet. Samuel was the prophet. But Samuel walked in and said, Eliab must be God's choice. Look at him. And oh God, God said to Samuel, that's not the one I chose. Don't look on the height of his stature, nor on his countenance, because God does not see as man sees. The problem even with leaders is sometimes we get in the flesh. Come on, somebody help me preach this. And in our flesh, we start seeing like flesh. And when you start seeing like flesh, you will miss God's anointing. God is, oh, Shatanama. God doesn't look like you look. God doesn't see like you see. God doesn't use your vision. Man looks on the outward appearance. Man looks at your degrees, and man looks at your training, and man looks at where you went to school, and man looks at what family you came out of. That That's what man does. God looks on the heart. Oh, shatanah yeshiyama. God looks on the heart. Let me be honest. People overlooked me because I wasn't the son of a preacher. Come on, somebody. They looked at this boy who had nobody with him but his mother and said he can't be the Lord's anointed. But see, we're the people that won't get caught up in self That's why God chooses outsiders I, I know I'm preaching Y'all ain't got to say nothing I know I'm preaching today God chooses outsiders He chooses folk that don't quite fit in He chooses people that don't quite connect With the crowd or with the clique Why? Because they'll never be hung up On the anointing They know the anointing is an honor They don't, they don't look at the anointing as an entitlement The anointing is an honor What honors me is the fact that I didn't have to have the anointing. Oh God, what honors me is that I know my faults and I know my failings. What honors me is that I know that I'm not worthy, He Shataye, of anything the Lord has done in my life. And the fact that God would consider me, oh, masa. that God would consider me, that God would consider me, it honors me. Oh, God. And you can get me to do a lot of things, but you'll never get me to cheapen the anointing. Oh, Shatanamasa. You can get me to go a lot of ways, but you'll never get me to deny the power of God and his presence in my life. Oh, God, you can get me to do a lot of things, but you'll never get me to take the glory that belongs to God. Now, y'all can sit here and act like you're entitled to be here, but I know I'm not supposed to be here. It was the hand of God. He should have rejected me, but he loved me and he anointed me. Oh, God. I need an anointed person that appreciates it to just give God praise right now. I need an anointed person that appreciates it to give God the glory right now. I need an anointed person that knows it was the hand of God. Oh, The anointing identifies you. And you don't have to identify yourself. Because the anointing on your life is going to speak for itself. Oh, somebody thank God for the anointing right now. Oh, God. The anointing, time is almost gone, covers you. Oh, God, the enemy has come to your door. Hell has come to visit you. But hell couldn't stay there because of the anointing that is on your life. Oh, hallelujah. You don't know how close you've been to disaster. But the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The Bible says that the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. I need somebody in here that the devil tried to bind you. Oh God, he tried to bind you, but he couldn't do it because of the anointing that was on your life. He tried to bring you down, and he tried to hold you back, but the devil couldn't do it because of the anointing that is on your life. Oh, somebody put your hands together and shout hallelujah. And not only did he identify you, and not only did he cover you but the anointing has empowered you oh God I know we're not laying hands but I need somebody to stretch out your hand and just say the Lord bless you right now oh hallelujah I don't have to touch you but there's an anointing that's on my life and if I stretch my hands God will touch you if I stretch my hands demons are put to flight if I stretch my hands oh my God principalities are broken up uh, stretch your hand brother stretch your hand sister there's an anointing in your hands uh, demons are going to flee uh, because of the anointing that is on your life uh, come on put your hands together uh, shout hallelujah shout hallelujah uh, i got to close uh, not only uh, oh god have we been established uh, and not only uh, have we been anointed uh, but the bible says uh, we've been sealed uh, look at somebody say I'm sealed oh hallelujah what does it mean bishop to be sealed in biblical times when they wrote letters they didn't have these little adhesive envelopes that you could peel off the seal and it would hold it together so they took some wax from a candle and dropped it on the parchment and then the king or the governor would take his ring and push it into the wax and on the the pain of death, huh? nobody huh? but the intended recipient huh? could open something huh? that was sealed. Huh? If you broke the seal, huh? you ended your life. Huh? If you broke the seal, huh? you were condemned to death. Huh? And I got some news for somebody, huh? because everybody in here huh? has had some struggles. Huh? Everybody in here huh? has had some stumbles. Huh? Everybody in here huh? has gone astray huh? at one point or another. Huh? Then why, Bishop, am I still here? Because the Lord didn't just save me. He sealed me. Oh, hallelujah. He put his seal on me. Called the Holy Ghost. And when the devil tried to take me out, he looked at the seal and said, I can't touch him because he's sealed. Oh, God, when hell came after me, hell looked at the seal that was on my life, in my struggles, in my t- And he sealed me, the Bible says that I'm sealed until the day of redemption. What's that mean? I'm going to stay in here until the dead get up. I'm going to stay in here until the trump sounds. I might cry, but I'm going to cry right here until we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up. Saints, I'm not preaching eternal security. But I'm preaching the word. I'll hold them in my right hand. And if I hold them in my right hand, no man can pluck them out. They can lie on you, but they can't pluck you out. They can talk about you, but they can't pluck you out. They can give you hell, but they can't pluck you out. Wow! I'm sealed. I'm sealed. I'm sealed. Hell can't take me, cause I'm sealed. Death can't destroy me, cause I'm sealed. Everybody tell three people, I'm sealed. I'm sealed. I'm sealed. Oh, shut I'm sealed. I'm sealed. I'm sealed. I need the clothes some people would rather you not make it. And if they had their way, you would be in sin. They're hoping you backslide. They're hoping you go back. But God told me to tell you that he is in control. As long as his hand holds my life. As long as his hand keeps my soul. The devil is a liar. I'm going to make the rapture. Anybody believe that? I'm going to make the rapture. Anybody Anybody believe it. I'm going to make the rapture. I might cry. I might fault. I might get weary, but God is in control. I might feel like giving up, but he comes by to rescue me because God is in control.
0: Somebody praise we him right We sincerely now. hope that you were blessed by this broadcast today. If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336-570-3664. Again, that's 336-570-3664. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.RefugeTempleNC.com. Again, that's www.RefugeTempleNC.com. That's info at com. God bless you. And until next time, shalom, shalom.